Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hey guys. Hello. Um, so we decided that we were going to, I don't know, I feel like becoming a news announcer, though I don't want to at all feel like we're interrupting our normal programming. Um, but in a way we really are interrupting the course of things as usual because there are some episodes that we recorded a little while ago that are going to be coming out to you guys soon um but we really wanted to take an opportunity to record an episode about everything that's going on in the world with the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak pandemic the pandemic big words exactly I know I was like how do I describe (laughs) it dun 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 yeah the the spread of this but everyone knows what we're talking about because it is happening globally it's happening everywhere and that it just didn't feel right to us to keep posting episodes like we normally would without taking it yeah taking a moment to pause and really address what's happening and trying to give I don't know our two cents about different things that we think could be helpful for you guys because this has been a time of upheaval and change and uncertainty and the more that we can give in terms of things to just think about for your own life and try to apply we want to because we know this is a stressful time for everyone for various reasons in various ways and that at this point there really isn't hardly anyone who hasn't been affected or touched by this in some way and especially I think because as we've mentioned we're two therapists from Seattle Washington yeah. so <laughs> we, we are the epicenter of the United States not what we it. wanted our city to be trending for <laughs> right and yet it is so this has really been something that has been very present with where we very close are. to home literally yep very close to home and it's something that has become more well-known, more widespread, but this is something that really for the past two to three weeks, though it feels like two Forever. to three years, has been on our radar here, and it's high time we made an episode about yeah what's been going on. So that's what we wanted to do today. We're just going to each share a little bit about where we've been at personally with things, how each of us are doing, and then we're going to get into talking about some things that could be helpful for you if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed during this time. Absolutely. So for me, ugh, so many things. Um, I've been doing telehealth uh, mm-hmm. exclusively. So for me, what that means is I've been seeing my clients uh, just uh, like doing video sessions with folks, which is very weird. Um, but I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. That's um, good. And if I'm entirely honest, I don't miss the commute. I don't. Um, <laughs> the fact that I can go, oh, it's five minutes until my first client. I'm here already. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice. Uh, but also it's been really uncertain, right? Um, certainly impacting my business. I have people who 
don't want to do telehealth. I have people who maybe don't have great access to internet or privacy at their homes, so telehealth isn't possible. Um, and I have folks already who are getting laid off or having drastically reduced hours. Uh, because uh, for those of you who don't know, at least in Washington State, the current legal mandate is to try and practice a lot of social distancing. Um, and also a lot of businesses have just been flat out shut down temporarily, um, which has had a pretty big economic impact. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, also, I miss more socializing. You're an extrovert. I am an extrovert. <laughs> so I miss humans. Um, I miss knowing there's toilet paper in the store. I'm not out yet, but it makes me nervous. I went to the store yesterday and there was toilet paper really? when I went. <gasps> I rejoice. I would if I had been... Anyway, there isn't even... Yeah. No toilet paper down here <laughs> in Auburn yet. Uh, <laughs> so, not out yet, but I just keep watching my supply slowly dwindle. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't hoard it. Um, so, I don't know. It, there's just a real low... Well, not really low, but a moderate background anxiety kind of all the time for me. I find that I'm checking the news a whole lot more than I ever did um, before any of this stuff happened. I was not a huge news consumer. Um, also, my husband is working from home, um, so we're having to figure out new routines and how not to be in each other's way and how to be able to both, you know, utilize the space for stuff we're not used to use, utilizing the space for. And so there's just been a lot of adjustments um, and I think the part that makes me the most anxious personally is the, this sense of uncertainty. How long are things going to last? Are they going to get better? Are they going to get worse? You know, like what, what is this going to look like? What are the lasting impacts going to be? Right. So I think like a lot of people, I just have a lot of questions, um, and not a lot of answers. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. How about you, Michelle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to a lot of what you shared, especially that last bit about just having so many questions that don't have answers right now. We don't know how long this is going to last. Here in Washington State, schools are closed until... The 24th? It, yeah, April, April at 24th least. at least. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that schools could be closed longer and that, you know, large social gatherings could be restricted for quite a number of months. And I really feel for myself as if I've gone through... Um, I guess you could say just a, a grief process, like a lot of the stages of grief. I started out a few weeks ago feeling a lot of anger and Kate, I actually don't I think know, you mentioned I, this I during your check but... yeah, I forgot my vacations. I had yeah. a two week vacation plan twice. Yeah. <laughs> one, one to Southeast Asia. So that was the first to get canceled for, I guess, obvious reasons because Delta Airlines said no. Uh, and then also to Hawaii, but the place that I was going to there shut down too. So I've had vacation planned for like a year and a half and, um, wah, wah, wah. yeah. Yep. And my impression, like when we first talked, when everything was first unfolding is that you were pissed. Yeah. Like you were I pissed, pissed. You were disappointed. And <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Maybe denial. Was... I'll still get to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Stages yeah. of grief is actually pretty accurate. Yeah. That's really what I feel like I've been going through because that was my first reaction. I was just pissed. I was pissed that even if on a smaller scale than for Kate, I didn't have any big vacations coming up. But, you know, one of the big things that I do as self-care for myself is because I was a ballet dancer for so long, I go to the ballet and I look forward to that. And then I couldn't go to the ballet. And 
then other shows I was going to go see got canceled. And even though those were, you know, one could argue smaller things than a two-week trip, <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was pissed. Yeah. That was my first reaction. I was just well, angry I that things were getting canceled. I can't being one of those people who's, uh, whose wedding has had to be canceled. I've been thinking about that. And funerals. Both of those are bad. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So many things are changing. And I felt a lot of anger at first about it and then I felt guilty about feeling angry (laughs) because I was trying to use (laughs) my reasonable mind and be like you know Michelle this is what's best this is what's needed right now you should almost in a way I was shooting on myself you should be happy that such measures are being taken to keep people safe and to stop people from getting sick and the vulnerable people from you know possible death like you should be happy that this is happening and so I felt guilty about my anger so I felt that way for a little while and then I think you know really over the last I would say week or so I've had a lot of emotional shifts happen within me I've gotten more used to the things being canceled and changed so I don't feel as angry anymore when it happens Mm -hmm. I more or less see it coming yeah. on the horizon now. I don't feel as blindsided by it as I did when the changes were first happening. And so now when some things have happened, I maybe feel slight disappointment that, oh, I couldn't go to that thing in person like I was hoping to do. But okay, I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not caught yeah. off guard by it anymore. It's just the way things have been going. So I've been in a place of a little more acceptance around events and things that I was looking forward to changing and adjusting. And I think what I've really been striving to do for myself, which is hard sometimes, (laughs) but I've really been trying to be in this place where I'm not casting judgments or making assumptions about anybody else for the choices that they are making during this time. That's Mm. felt really, really important to me to try to be in that place because there's things that are shifting so rapidly and there are things that are being recommended to do. And like Kate mentioned, I mean, some things that are mandated to do, (laughs) but there's still a fair amount of gray area, believe it or not, in what where people can go or what people want to do. Some people are truly, truly quarantining. I mean, they're not leaving their house for anything. And then there's other people who are leaving their house still for little reasons here and there, but still leaving. And I would say I'm a little more on that end of things personally. And, you know, I was driving today to come to Kate's house so we could record. And you know, I saw the signs on the freeway. Maybe you'll see them later if you oh. leave. But it was like, stay home, save lives, wash your hands. Like, it said that on the yeah. freeway signs. And, I mean, it's a great message. Yep. And also, I'm trying to be in this place of, like, we don't know people's stories. I don't know why any of these other cars around me are on the freeway. I don't know where they're going or what they're doing. And some people might be very quick to just, again, judge. Make I would say make assumptions of, like, they're not staying home. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're doing wrong and it's like we just we don't know people's stories so I'm trying to keep a really open mind of where other people may be at during this time and I'm trying to also just really be tuned in to what feels right for me um 
making sure that I'm trying to take care of my own health as much as possible. I feel myself even like within the last 24 to 48 hours, for whatever reason, being extra vigilant of like, you know, what, could I be getting sick? What is it? Even though I'm like, I'm not, but yeah. that's been coming up a little bit. So I feel like it's just a whole mixed bag that's changing all the time, all the time for what <clears throat> I'm feeling and how I'm responding to this, but I do feel like I'm in a better emotional place than I was a couple weeks ago when this first all began, and so who knows where I'll be in another week. Week, exactly. <laughs> who knows what else could change, either for the good or for the bad. It's um, just a constantly who knows evolving what situation. Yeah, yeah it's always changing. Um, so I don't know, I want to encourage that for you all too as we go through this today with the things that we're talking about and the things that we're suggesting of you know, just being able to take it in, digest it, see what fits for you, see what doesn't fit for you. And like, we are all just doing our best right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first skill that, well, skill, I guess, a uh, suggestion that I wanted to talk about and is routine. So, um, this may not apply to everyone, but I know a whole lot of humans across the globe are quarantining either by self-choice or by your government has said, you, you know, shelter in place or, you know, whatever. So either you're quarantined or you're working from home because your business is shut down or whatever reason, um, you're stuck at home most of, if not all of the time. Um, when that happens, our routines can just go to pot, right? There's absolute shit. Um, because we don't have the structure on our lives that normally sort of holds our routines in place. And I think a lot of the routines that are going to go for a lot of folks that I, you know, I hear that I talk to friends and family and such um, are some of the basic self-care stuff. Um, so I would hereby like to encourage all of you to please try and find, it's not going to be the same routine, but new routines. Set some structure for yourself so that you're still, you know, showering. You're still, um... Uh, what my brain would go exercising dress in yeah, the morning yeah. even if you're switching I saw like I think a meme the other day that was like these are my daytime pajamas these are my <laughs> nighttime pajamas like I know I've been wearing sweatpants yes. a whole lot more than usual but still not just wearing yes. the same clothes for all day, four day. days yes. straight <laughs> yes right so yeah dress change your clothes um shower um, find ways to move your body in your home. Um, I know there are like digital dance parties being hosted on Instagram live and things like that. Cause I know, cause I've been doing it and it's fun. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, find ways to move your body. You can most, you know, you go out for walks. So even if you're not you know, allowed to congregate in a lot of places, you're still able to go out to walk. If you're not, don't, you know, I'm not contravening your local government. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do what they recommend. <laughs> but right. So move your body. You know, clean yourself, eat, right? A lot of us are, you know, our eating habits have been, you know, remarkably altered by this, but try and pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Um, it'll thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say try and set some sort of structure, some sort of routine, and keep up the basic, the super basic self-care, right? I absolutely understand the temptation to, you know, find every bit of junk food in the house, stay in your pajamas, and binge watch Netflix all day. I get it. And... That's going to catch up pretty quickly um, yeah. and not be good for you emotionally, right? That's not going to help your your anxiety or your depression or any other emotional struggles you have. So take care and find new routines. Yep. And 
you can make your routine whatever you want it to be. Some people like really structured routines. Yep. At 9 a.m. I'm going to do this. At 10 a.m. I'm going to do that. You can do it that way or it can be more of a loosey-goosey routine that's very more or less unstructured. Mm-hmm. But just some sense of order, some sense of I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. Because when everything else in life has changed so much (laughs) for so many people with different institutions being shut down and all of that it's the last thing I think you need to be that that I would recommend I guess I could say is like completely letting just any entropy take place in your home yeah yeah. (laughs) don't give in to the entropy (laughs) right like there's so much chaos out there that like try to i don't know cut down on the chaos in here here. where you are at home (laughs) um you know yeah still have fun but some some kind of structure did you say have fun michelle I did (laughs) on accident because that leads into what I'm going to be talking about, um, which is this idea of having pleasant events. So that's a term DBT uses. And basically, I mean, pleasant events, it's just it's having things that you enjoy. It's having things to look forward to. It's the fun that you can find, like Kate just mentioned, digital dance parties. It would be that stuff. It's finding the opportunities for play. Yep. And this could be, I mean, I want to say... Play, pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything that you find enjoyable, interesting, fun, exciting, anything like that. And part of what makes this so hard is that we're much more limited than we used to be. Yep. If my day yesterday had gone totally according to plan, how it was originally supposed to go, I was going to go to breakfast with a friend. Yep. And then I was going to go to the ballet with my mom. And then I was going to go to actually, it was a pretty busy day, but then another theater show that night with <laughs> with my friend Morgan. Hey, Morgan, if you're listening. Um, it was going to be like a pretty big day. And of course, with a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> and obviously, none, none of that happened. Um, <laughs> I did go to the grocery store yesterday, but that was it. And so especially if for you, the things that you do for fun, the things that you enjoy are typically very social activities, things that involve getting out of your house, this is going to be more of a challenge An for opportunity you right to now. be creative. Yes, and that's a perfect <laughs> way to reframe it. Yeah, even though this may be really hard for you, this is an opportunity for you to touch into and discover some other things that perhaps you might enjoy that you haven't really had to turn to or try out before. So figuring out what things you can do within, again, your home or with where or how you might be able to get out of your house, again, safely and all of that, (laughs) but finding the things that you can do that are enjoyable and pleasant for you that you like doing. And one of the things that I've actually been recommending to my clients, because with all the changes that have happened and as Kate and I both shared personally we've had some disappointments and I would be really surprised if for any of you listening to this you also have not had a disappointment or two in this there was something that you were looking forward to that then got canceled that's a pretty universal experience right now to varying degrees and so I've been really recommending to my clients that it's important to find something that you can look forward to a after this is all over 
what can you be excited about? We, again, we don't know when this is going to be all over. <laughs> we, have, we have no idea, so don't obviously plan something out on the calendar. Don't pick a date. Uh, um, yeah, and maybe don't pick a thing that has to happen on a specific date. <laughs> yeah, pick something maybe more generally, but maybe it is, oh, when this is all done, I'm going to look forward to having a barbecue with my friends. Or when this is all over, I'm going to go back to that restaurant that I really enjoy going to. Like, pick something that you can look forward to for after this is all done. So that's the first thing. And then the second part of that is to also find something that you can look forward to now. While things are limited, <laughs> while you're stuck at home more than usual, is to look at, you know, maybe there's a Netflix show you've really been wanting to watch. Maybe you've been wanting to learn. I don't know. I'm making this I was up. Say, like, How to knit? Is that, no, that's literally what I was about to say, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Quit taking my ideas. I was literally going to say how to knit. For um, plant enthusiasts, this is a great time <laughs> to learn how to macrame for your hanging plants. Kate loves plants. I do love plants. I'm a crazy plant lady. Proud um, crazy plant lady, I should say. It's a good thing to be proud of. Thank you. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a book you've been wanting to read. Um, it could be anything. And also, true to, ugh, with connections, I'm thinking of that too, because yes, as you mentioned also, Kate, and which, mm, I don't know if I'm getting too much more time at home with my husband than I normally would. He's still going to work. Yeah. But... It's one of those things where if you are getting a lot more time at home with your spouse, your kids, your roommates, whoever, try to maybe connect. Do yeah. some things together that you guys haven't had Pull the puzzles and board for. games. Yeah. <laughs> Go old school a little bit of just really trying to spend more quality time together than we typically get and how busy life can be. So that could be another way that pleasant events look is like with the people you are with, yep. try to find something you guys can do together that you enjoy or something to try out. I really like in the way that you're saying this, Michelle, what I kind of hear you going through is like find a way to turn this into an opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> in a sense, right? Not Don't look at it just as restrictions, mm -hmm. but as an opportunity to do things you might not normally get the time for or might not normally have the energy for, you know, whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. So find ways to make opportunities out of it. Um, I, I think Michelle touched on it a little bit, but uh, I don't know, most of you probably know this a little bit, but I am really strongly advocating to my clients to find, if possible, digital ways to socialize. Um, so Zoom dinner parties um, mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, Instagram live with each other or FaceTime with each other um, or the, I can't remember the website, but Michelle said we can post it later on the Facebook Yeah, group. we'll find some things Yeah, for there's some guys. cool like platforms for doing digital board games with groups of people. Um, so, right. So if you're, especially if you're an extrovert like me, <laughs> I know it's not the same as in-person interaction, but find ways to still connect, right? Don't, don't stay completely isolated just because you have to be physically isolated. Mm -hmm. um, so going into that, I was thinking like, how much are you paying attention to yourself? Um, one of the things this can also be an opportunity for is a chance to really introspect, uh, to really tune inward um, and really notice, how are you feeling? You know, um, I mentioned anxiety and uncertainty and Michelle mentioned like anger and grief and guilt, right? There's a lot of feelings, Lots of feelings. <laughs> going around right now, right? All the feels. Um, so take some time. We'd, I, you know, I'd highly recommending take some time, ideally every day, just be like, all right, 
how am I feeling? And one, one really good way to sort of tune into that is, is what is your body feeling? Like, what do you notice in your body? Um, so this can be everything from kind of, I don't know, what you think is typical messages from your body. Maybe your body's saying, you haven't moved me in days, dear God, dance around, do some jack, you know, jumping jacks, I don't know, but move. Um, <laughs> or maybe eat, you know, or sleep, right? Could be giving you some pretty basic messages. Um, but maybe your body is also wanting you to know that you're scared. Maybe your body is wanting you to know uh, that you're angry, <laughs> that you're, uh, you know, that you're anxious, that you're, you know, there's there's so many different things that your, your body can be a doorway to communicating about. Um, so take some time and tune in. None of the answers it can give you are wrong or bad, yeah. right? There's no, no wrong way to be feeling about this. Um, I, I actually, to go back a little bit, I know we're not sharing as much personally now, but I was realizing that I was uh, driving somewhere and I felt really at peace mm. because there were so fewer people around. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't realize how anxious it maybe makes me when I'm out in the world sometimes mm -hmm. to just all the traffic and all the people everywhere yeah. rushing and trying to get... <laughs> and so, like, I was driving, I'm like, my... God, this feels nice. Right? And then I felt a little bit bad. People are dying. It's a pandemic. Like, yeah, you felt that guilt I, that I, I was felt, talking about. I felt yeah. that guilt, right? But, and then I was like, you know, it's okay. This is where I am. I mean, I, you know, if it weren't, if it weren't happening for this reason, you know, like, I don't know. It makes, it makes perfect sense to be a little bit less stressed when there's less going on. Mm -hmm. Right? So just tune in, check in with your body, check in with yourself, see how you're feeling, um, and try and meet yourself where you are. Right? Without, without judgment. Going back to our mindfulness stuff, right? Like, you are where you are, and wherever you are is okay. So how can you take care of yourself yep. where you are? I think it also becomes even more important to take care of your body emotionally if you are spending more time than usual with the people that you live with. Because we <laughs> yep. are, naturally, very much affected to one degree or another. Um, by the people around us and their emotions and mm. what they're going through. You know, I don't know. Make space for yourself and not just your spouse, your kids, your Yeah. Friends, and when you whatever. are able to tune into your own experience, sometimes this can come up where you realize like, oh, I'm feeling something very different than what they're feeling. And maybe, for example, they're feeling more fear than you're feeling. Just as a random generic example, but... Maybe you found yourself throughout the day, like, I'm just feeling more on edge, or I'm just feeling a little more wound up. And then when you actually take some time to pause and tune into yourself, it's like, oh. That's not mine. That's not mine. <laughs> yeah. That's their stuff that I'm being exposed to, again, probably more than usual right now. So I'm being exposed to their stuff, but what's my actual stuff. What's mm -hmm. my experience of this? If I block out what other people around me are feeling, if I block out what the media is saying, what's my experience? And that can be a really good thing to come home to because right now, eh, chances are, I mean, if you live alone, you may be getting far too much time to yourself, <laughs> depending on what your happy place is of how much time you like alone versus time with other people. But if you live with other people, you perhaps may not be getting enough yeah. time to yourself right now. And if you can just find a couple moments a day to just be like, where am I at? And to let your body in a 
woo-woo sort of way, but give you the answers, like we've talked about, where you feel it in your body. And to just be able to tune into that, it can be a pretty powerful way of taking care of yourself. Agreed. Yeah. So, I guess this is the last thing that we had discussed talking about, but I also realized I just briefly mentioned, you know, what does, you know, letting go of what the media tells you for a little bit. And we want to be clear. Pay attention to the... The good reputable yes, sites out there um, with what I'm about to talk about. That's my little disclaimer. Listen to what the CDC says. You know, listen to what the World Health Organization is saying. Listen to the powers that be who know their stuff and follow what they're recommending to the degree that you can. And that's important. It's important to stay informed somewhat and not just stick your head in the sand. Yeah, don't, um, don't ostrich entirely. Yeah, don't ostrich entirely. And also one of the things that I've already been hearing a lot about, and so maybe as you're listening to this, you've already heard a lot about it too, and I'm going to probably sound like a broken record, but think about how much you are engaging with social media right now. Yep. For me, prior to this, social media, I mean, and it's still what I'm doing, though it's not having the same effect. When I wake up in the morning, I roll over, I grab my phone, I go on Facebook for a few minutes because that helps wake me up. And even though, yes, there have been people who consistently post on Facebook about, I guess you could say, heavier topics, politics and whatever, most of the time I'll look at Facebook and I'm like, oh, there's a cute picture of my friend's baby or whatever it is. It's fluffy. It's fluffy stuff. Yeah, and it feels good. And social media just has not been that. (laughs) the past couple weeks social media has been rough the news has been rough there's a lot of misinformation going around the interwebs yeah and so really what i want to talk about isn't just about reducing or cutting back on your social media intake or how much you're watching the news do that if you feel like you need to but really just about reducing fear in general we want to be honest about this this is a pandemic for a reason. There are lots of people who are dying. And at least again here in Washington State, the cases keep climbing. We're, we're nowhere yep. near being on the other side of this. No. Yet we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. Our hospitals are getting overwhelmed. There's bad stuff happening because of this. And at the same time, wanting to encourage you all to get to a place where Fear is not driving the bus 24-7 in terms of what choices we're making. Look at the information that's out there. Digest it. Decide what feels right to you, what makes reasonable good sense to you. Don't just respond willy-nilly based off of, you know, the most recent... post by somebody. Yeah, that you saw. Check your facts. (laughs) Yes, check the facts of what's being posted and, you know... Do what you can to feel a sense of control, I suppose, over what you can. Because there's so much that we can't control. And when we can't control a lot, that's what breeds fear. (laughs) Fear stems from a lack of control in a lot of cases. And there's so much that we can't control right now that that's why there can be this really high level of fear globally Mm -hmm. about what's going to happen. So the fear is warranted. And also, when you're able to recenter yourself, do some of the things we've already talked about, about trying to have a routine, 
trying to find things you enjoy that you can do, taking care of the emotions as they come up in your body and being with yourself in that way. All of those things will hopefully help reduce your fear. Um, because when we're in a place of fear, I mean, that's really living in our emotion mind if we want to get real. Like, that's our emotion mind taking over (laughs) in some cases. And again, what's hard about this situation is that when we do bring in the reasonable mind, and even sometimes when we do look at the facts, the facts aren't so great. (laughs) And so that it's just like fear, 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 fear. And what else is there? Like, Kate, you mentioned having this moment the other day of feeling peace. Yeah. And again, I would say for myself, probably over the last week, I felt a lot of anger. Yeah. Um... And I think, honestly, I was feeling that anger because I was afraid. I'd never seen things happen like this yeah. before. This is the first ever. in our generation. Yeah. And so I think, really, I was feeling anger because, well, I was disappointed, which is a form of maybe sadness a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, honestly, I was feeling unsettled. I was feeling afraid about yeah. why is all this happening? What does all this mean? How bad is this going to get? What else is going to happen? Um. All those questions we were talking about at the beginning that yeah. we don't have answers to yet. Yeah, and now I'm in this place where it's not that I don't feel afraid. I think I actually do, and I think maybe my fears have shifted a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is one of those things where I feel a lot of other emotions besides just fear. Yeah. And that's, I guess, maybe what I would hope for for all of you out there is to not have it be a goal that you're not going to feel afraid because that's probably unattainable <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, but. What else are you feeling in addition to the fear? And as we've mentioned a few times already, but it bears repeating, there is no wrong answer. Yep. And if there are things that you can do that help soothe you, that help calm you, that help you take a step back yeah. from all of the yeah, tuning into inundation your body, of tuning this information. Into your senses, which is something I left out. But yeah, like tuning into your senses and soothing them, being kind yeah. to them can sort of tune out that external world stuff for a little bit Mm -hmm. and bring you back to something that you have more control over. Yep. Um, which is your body and your actions. Yeah. Um, and, and being kind, be kind. Mm -hmm. We didn't write that down, but I just want to say that. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. (laughs) Be kind to the other people stuck in the house with you. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Like be kind on the internet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind, be safe and be kind. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, any final closing thoughts on your part, Kate, about everything we talked about today? Gosh, I don't know. Just, we're here with you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, I don't know. I think the be kind was my kind of last thought. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, you know, don't don't be a dick to yourself or others. Right? Mm-hmm. There's enough. There's enough shit right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there really we, is. We don't need to be adding to it, either internally or externally. Yeah. So... No, I think that's that's mostly where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Closing moment. That gives me a closing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're gonna do for closing moment? I do. Woohoo! Yeah. So excited. Um. Yeah. And I I would echo that. I said it a little bit earlier, but um, I actually I I think I'll tell a bit of a story too because this just happened yesterday. Of um, we have these new neighbors that moved in a little bit ago and. They have a bunch of cars. They play their music kind of loud all throughout the day. It just drives me a little bit bonkers. And yesterday, I looked out my living room window, and 
it seemed anyways, I mean, they were legit having like a barbecue party in the backyard. I saw like eight or nine people. They were all sitting side by side on a bench. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like that was my first reaction. I'm like, this is the problem. This is what we're not supposed to be doing. And then I had this moment of pausing and I was like, okay, I don't know these people. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they know each other. And I just kind of paused and I really tried to suspend my judgments for a second. And I was just like, maybe they all live together because they do have a lot of cars. <laughs> I've seen that coming and going. Like, I really tried to just pause and be like, I don't know their story. Yeah. Them gathering over there in their yard, however they want to, does not affect me <laughs> as I sit here in my living room. <laughs> and that felt better. Like, I just tried to pause the judgment, pause my own fear for a split second. And I was just like, okay. They're living their lives how they're going to live them. Yeah. And I, I, I can't, we can't do anything. We don't have to agree. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we have to be dicks either. Right. And yeah, there was a part of me that wanted to, you kind know. Kind disagreement can be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't necessarily want to poke my head off the window and no. be like, what are you guys doing? But, you know, I almost wanted to go on Facebook and make yeah. an angry post. But I was like, what is that going to solve? I don't know their story. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. I'm just going to do the best that I can do for myself. And if we all just remember that, which I think totally falls in line with your sentiment of just be kind yep. to ourselves, to each other, we're all in this together, as yeah. cliche as that sounds. It's genuinely true. Yeah. Help, help each other and, where you can. Yeah. Yep. You may make different choices than the people around you right now, and... Just focus on doing the best that you can do for yourself to keep you safe and healthy. Do what feels right. Yeah. I like it. Okay, let's get into closing moments. Okay, so, as per usual, get comfy wherever it is that you are. If you're comfortable doing so, go ahead and close your eyes. And just settle in. Begin by tuning into your breath. You don't have to breathe any more slowly or any more deeply than usual or natural. It's just about noticing. Just about letting your breathing bring you in to your body and into the moment. When you've gotten comfortable, when you're settled in, when you're in your breath, I want you to picture holding your cupped hands in front of you. And into your cupped hands, I'd like you to put your fear. Maybe right now you're having fears about job security or finances. Maybe you're having fears because people you care about are in a vulnerable population. Maybe you're having fears about yourself about your own health and well-being. Maybe you're just having fears about what the new normal is going to be. Whatever your fears or anxieties might be, I'd like you to picture holding them in some fashion in your cupped hands. When you have that image held firmly in your mind, I'd like you to now take that fear and I'd like you to 
plant it. Imagine yourself making a little hole in some fertile dirt, some soil, and just gently laying your fears into the ground. Right? Gently bury them into this soil. What we're going to do now is let that fear grow. Not into more fear, but instead into kindness. I want you to imagine now that you have planted it, that you have watered it, and I want you to watch it grow. I want you to watch it transform. I want you to allow all of those fears to change from something maybe ugly, maybe painful, into something beautiful. into something reassuring, into something powerful, but powerful for good. Fear doesn't have to hold us down. Fear doesn't have to be a poison. Fear can turn into generosity. Fear can turn into kindness. Fear can turn into empathy and compassion for those around us and for ourselves. So take a step back. Watch your planted fears grow and change, bloom and blossom, become a full and beautiful plant. Whatever you imagine, it can be fantastical, it can be realistic, whatever feels the best to you. But just be aware that these fears that you're having can change and can lead to beautiful things, whether that be feelings or behaviors in this time of trouble and uncertainty. So now take a couple of deep breaths. Stand back and admire your work. Allow your breaths now to bring you back into your body, back into the moment as you let the image fade from your mind. And as usual, slowly come back to your body. You might roll your wrists or ankles. You might roll your shoulders or your head. And welcome back. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, guys. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.